This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Now, very shortly, we're going to be catching up with Mike McLeod of The Shifting Sands, who together with Emily Fairlight has a new album out. It's called Sun Casts a Shadow. And we're going to take uh, one of the tracks from the album now. This is Emily Fairlight with The Shifting Sands with Head Above. Emily Fairlight and the Shifting Sands with Head Above from the new album, a collaboration between Emily Fairlight and the Shifting Sands, Sun Casts a Shadow, out now on Fish Rider Records. Thought we'd take an opportunity to find out a little bit of the background to this piece of work. Uh, Mike McLeod from the Shifting Sands joins us on the line now. Morena, good to have you with us, Mike. Morena, Jeff, how are you? I'm very well on this uh, chilly old morning in Ōtiporti. Um, I'm going to ask you to cast your mind back a bit, uh, Mike, and and tell us about the origins of this album because it's not really like most projects where you very um, methodically plan out uh, putting an album together. It didn't kind of happen that way, did it? No. So um, back 2019, I was playing in Emily's band um, and we'd just been over to Austin, Texas to play at South by Southwest, which is a big... Um, sort of industry showcase 
festival, well, not really a festival, kind of a really weird thing, um, where people play in all sorts of places such as taco um, bars and hotel lobbies and things. Uh, anyway, um, and yeah, we'd, we'd played four or five shows at the festival and then we just were heading through LA on the way out back to New Zealand uh, <clears throat> and I've got a friend there, uh, Manny, who I've done some recording with in the past, uh, and just sort of hit him up and said, oh, yeah, do you have a day free? We could maybe do something. And Emily had a couple of songs. I had sort of half of a song, really. <laughs> um, and we, we kind of thought that um, we might just do some demos or something, just something to pass the time on our day off. Uh, but then we sort of, yeah, I ended up pulling out a couple of old songs that... Um, that I'd never recorded or released, uh, and then Emily had Emily's well, very prolific and had about a million songs. But yeah, we sort of got we sort of got on a bit of a roll, and we just kept kept on going. Um, and then yeah, like I think one and a half days, we managed to track nine songs. Uh, and then yeah, it, just, it felt to me that felt like an album, um, or at least it's sort of a complete picture of of what that that period was. I mean, the songs they're very minimal, and it's it's quite different for both me and Emily, but. Um, I think that that's quite it's, it suits it suits the songs quite well. I think it just leaves the songs to be um, be as they are, and yeah, it's quite tasteful. I think with this minimalism, but yeah, that's probably enough of a rant about that. Emily has said that that when she first listened to the Shifting Sand, she could hear a similar style in your songwriting. There was was that apparent to you when you first struck up that musical relationship? Yeah, I think, and I definitely saw some similarities in. And yeah, the way she goes about writing songs, and some of the same um, sort of song structures and, and ideas. Um, and a couple of other people have commented on it. it was a guy I don't know if you all you'll know Tony Durard, he plays in David Kilgan Heavy Eights, but I think he described when he first heard Emily's music as a female version of of me, of, you know, um, musically. But um, I think there's quite I think there's also quite a lot of differences between our music as well. But I think they're, they're quite complementary, and yeah, we enjoy playing music together. You could only really have achieved what you did in terms of recording an entire album in that kind of space of time through presenting it in a very stripped-back style. Um, yeah. Did that pose either of you any particular challenges in relation to the songs, or did it make it easier? Um, I Well, I mean, we weren't really... There was no pressure or expectation that we were making. We didn't even know we were making an album at the time, so... Um, we just kind of got them to a stage that we, I think maybe once we got about seven songs in uh, after the first day, we I think maybe then we had half an idea that we might be making an album, but there was no pressure or expectation, so we, yeah, we, we weren't really thinking about whether they felt finished or not until maybe the last year, like the last half day in the studio, where it was like, oh shit, I think we've almost made a, a record here, we should maybe try and put a bit of effort into um into making them sound kind of, yeah, finished. But, I mean, it was challenging, but also quite nice. Um, I've like, laboured over records for far too long, and it's quite refreshing and just to walk away and, and you know, be happy with the way um, that it sounds. And, and, yeah, so, yeah, some challenges, but uh, mostly... Um, Mostly a positive thing, I think. And considerably more bare bones as far as the Shifting Sands is concerned than than Cosmic Radio Station, for example, the, the album. Um, and yeah, but you're 100%. quite you're quite happy to put the Shifting Sands moniker on this as opposed to say Mike McLeod. Yeah, sure. So um, I mean, the Shifting Sands first record uh, feel was a solo project. I mean, it had lots of different people playing on it, but it had four or five different rhythm sections, including um, 
the wonderful Leslie Terrace, who uh, who your listeners hopefully are aware of uh, as the the boss, the boss lady um, here at ORFM. But <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, uh, yeah. So um, so that was a solo project, uh, and then yeah, Cosmic Radio Station yeah was was a band project. Once we sort of got together a live band, um, so I suppose I just it just feels like. Um, yeah, I was, I was pretty comfortable putting the Shifting Sands moniker on it. I think that's, you know, the, the moniker that I'm putting on my yeah my project at the moment. My I mean, music. going back, um, you know, in time, the Shifting Sands, you know, had the the opportunities over over in the states and and began the tour and everything like that, and uh, it, it all kind of it all kind of ground to a halt quite rapidly as far as you know the Shifting Sands as a unit was concerned in terms of a of a band. Um, yeah. You know, at that point, did you feel that there was the prospect of continuing on in some way, or do you just need to step away from it? Um, so, yeah, so we sort of had a bit of a meltdown mid-tour. Uh, we finished a show in Manhattan in 2015, I think. Um, it could be wrong, it could be 2016 uh, or even 17, but somewhere in those years. Um and yeah, we had one member of the band um, left the tour midway through, and then we um, we flew in our friend Tony, uh, who was living in Seattle, over you know flew over to the east coast, and, and t- we finished the tour. Uh, and yeah, then I got home, and it was, I, I sort of tr- I've tried a few times to um, to put a band back together again, and, and you know I've sort of had some recent rehearsals with some people, which has been quite cool. But yeah, I did, I did step away from my own music for a couple of years after that. Um, after I got back from that tour, just yeah, it was you know it was pretty. Um, it was quite a hard, it was quite a hard time, and uh, yeah, it made me think a lot about what you know what I'm doing and what I'm doing it for. And is it you know if you sort of end up, it can sometimes get in the way of personal friendships and relationships and things, and um, and just sort of wondering whether you know it was it was worth that. So, um, so not easy being in a band, but but you found this experience uh, quite a random experience in, the, in in terms of making this album Suncast to Shadow. I guess is kind of the antithesis of that is that you kind of uh, no expectations whatsoever, and therefore you can start to be creative again. Yeah, well, that's that was sort of um, yeah, that was it was it was quite motivating being around Emily Emily's really prolific songwriter and. Um, you know, she can sort of get up, get up in the morning and write two songs before breakfast. Um, um, which, yeah, so it was, I got a lot of motivation from watching her um, do her thing. And yeah, it, it was. I did some most of those songs of mine that are on that record are a bit older. Um, so it was, and in some ways, yeah, it was just trying to get the creative juices flowing again for me. Um, we've seen you step out with with Emily before. Will we see you step out on an album tour or anything around this album? Yeah, I think so. We're just um, Emily's living in Christchurch now. We're and yeah, we're in touch all the time, but uh, we're we're both keen to. We haven't quite locked in dates um, at this stage, but yeah, I think we we'll, would be really keen to do the main centres when we're trying to work out what sort of lineup um, we would tour with. We, we might tour with Alex, who plays violin with us um, recently regularly, or yeah, whether we want to put a band together for it or not. Um, but yeah, so watch the space. We're definitely keen to play some shows around around the tour. And in terms of watching the space, uh, what can you tell us about uh, Emily Fairlight's plans for her music at the moment? So we're well. I was recording, or 
has been recording and, and working on mixing um, her record, which has been going on for quite some time now, but sort of sporadically um, and very much part-time. But yeah, so we would actually started that record before we ended up making this record in LA. Uh, and yeah, like they're, they're very different albums in terms of the sort of effort and time we've, we've put into this record. Um, but yeah, Emily's new record that, that we're sort of mixing at the moment uh, it's really. I'm really proud of it. It's really. I mean, I've just. It's not my, um, not my artistic endeavour. I'm just doing recording and um, and some mixing work and what have you. But uh, and I played. I mean, I did play it on lots of songs. But um, it's very much Emily's project. But it's yeah. It's really cool. It's sounding really great. So I'm hoping that can be finished sometime in the next you know few months, mixing wise. But then you know I don't know if it will be released anytime soon. I mean, we had to wait. Maybe six. To, I can't remember. It was between six and twelve months for the vinyl pressings to come back for this record. So I'm not sure how vinyl cues are at the moment, but um, so that it's, it might be twelve months at least, probably I'd say before um, that record sees a lot of day. Uh, but yeah, Emily's writing. We played. We played a couple of shows doing the support for Anthony Tonin a couple of months ago. Just myself and Emily. Um, but yeah, she's she's just busy busy working on her music. She also got a single grant for the song Pretty Faces, which is one of the songs that we'd been recording for her album. So there will definitely be a single coming out in the coming months, a, um, a video single. So, yeah, so she's, yeah, she's she's trucking along, doing her thing. In the meantime, we get to enjoy this, this uh, wonderful new album, Sun Casts a Shadow, this collaboration between Emily Fairlight and Mike McLeod of The Shifting Sands. Um, Mike, we're going to go out... Um, well, and actually before we do of course this is out on Fish Rider Records and you mentioned formats and um, what formats can we get this uh, album in and from where so it's uh, you can get it as a 12 inch 45 I was kind of like um, so for those who aren't aware that's a record that plays at 45 res per minute as opposed to 33 like lots of your albums um, so it's a bit of an audiophile's um, Delight, I suppose. Uh, so you can get that from Relics locally. Uh, you can get that from Flying Out. Um, you can also get it online in various places. Mighty Ape, I think, is doing um, some deliveries. You can get it. So yeah, you can get it from uh, in CD format and and digital format as well. Just a digital download if you like. And you can get that from Bandcamp. So you could either get that from the Fish Rider Records Bandcamp page, or you could get, actually get a get it from the Shifting Sands Bandcamp page. It doesn't really make much difference where you get it from, um, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, Relics, um, if you want to shop local and support um, your local record store, you can rock into Relics and, um, and pick up a copy there. Wonderful. Uh, Mike, we're going to go out with Get Through This. Now, this, this song, it does go back away. Tell us about it. Uh, yeah, so this song um, goes back quite a way. I, it's, it's actually been on a, on a compilation of stuff that Forbes Williams did uh, in a completely different version. Um, some years ago, and then it's also been on a, a record by the Alpha State that came out just as a CD only release in ooh, 2000 and something, seven, um, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, a, yeah, it's an old song of mine that I wrote when I was probably about 20 years old, so it's probably about 20 years old, but um, yeah, I was, I was really happy with um, with the way this, this version came out in the studio. Well, let's take a listen. Uh, get through this from the new album, Suncast a Shadow, Emily Fairlight and The Shifting Sands. Mike McLeod, thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on ORFM. Go well.
Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. Cheers, mate. Hey, wake up and get back. Shifting Sands there with Emily Fairlight. Get through this from the LP Sun Casts a Shadow, out now on Fish Rider Records. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air.